Blog Talk Radio. Call me little Bo Beep, I'm out here shining. For the lost sheep, I'm out here grinding. I ain't talking cheese, I'm out here mining. Looking for diamonds, king, the business I'm mining. Trying to wake you up from the lullaby rhyming. Never can't touch this heat, pessimizing. He is a liar, so said the lion. Jesus, all oh, shelter in my protector. Running through him, be faster than a puma. Holy is the wave, repping the ancient abbey. Christ is a big girl.
Two chops to the throat. Two chops to the damn throat. All right, all right, all right, all right. Shalom, 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 shalom. Shabbat shalom to the 12 tribes worldwide. Laila Tawab, welcome once again to another episode of ISBHBK Presents Bible Talk, uh, an evening with the Brother Bonabad, Friday Night Bible Breakdowns uh, with Bonabad. Shalom, 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 shalom. Um, seeing how we are still most, most definitely in captivity, um, the Brother Bonabad is still on the plantation. He's still, he's, we're still under Pharaoh's rulership. So the Brother had to work tonight. So uh, hopefully uh, if, if the most I say the same, uh, he, might, he might be able to chime in tonight. Um, uh, so that for those that are used to hearing his voice and, and his understanding, uh, you got to hear, you got to deal with me again, unfortunately. Sorry, 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 sorry. All right. So as, as everybody should know, I hope everybody does know, um, ISBHK Bible Talk. Um, you can listen to us Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to about 12, 12, sometimes 1230, uh, depending on who's teaching uh, on Mondays. You got myself um, as as me and brother Barakawa when I when I have him available. Uh, we go go over uh, over topics and 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 we, and we make series about uh, some of the topics that we're going over. And then um, then we have uh, come back on Tuesdays, and Tuesdays is Tazapot Tuesdays, Tazapot Tuesdays, Tazapot Tuesdays, where the brother really takes like the first hour um, of, of 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 his of his time, and he goes over current events, and he matches them with with prophecies in the Bible. Um, it's really an outstanding class. It's a really good class. We invite everybody to come check it out. Uh, then I come back again on Wednesdays, and you get to hear my, 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 my high-pitched, fast-speaking voice one more time uh, with, with my southern – with my I, – I have a weird accent. I've been told I have a like a uh, – sometimes it's the West Coast, sometimes it's East Coast, sometimes it's, it's Caribbean, sometimes it's just slurred. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Accent. I come back on Wednesdays, and uh, again with the brother Kavaka Wise, y'all hear, hear him right now in the background, and uh, we'll finish. We'll, we'll continue in, in the series that we're going over. Then we come back on Thursdays, uh, where the brother uh, Tazapati speaks of uh, his third episode of, Taz- of Thursdays called FYI, For Your Information, uh, where the brother's taking uh, different questions uh, that, that he's received um, during the week or during the month or whatever, uh, where he's had a chance to really go and research uh, so he can really be thorough and diligent and, and giving some answers. And he's dedicated Thursdays um, to, to going over that right there. Um, the past, this last episode that, that the brother did was purely outstanding, um, which leads me to go ahead um, and also – as you know, uh, on Friday nights uh, from 7 p.m., well, I guess now it's 8 p.m., from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, we do uh, Friday Night Bible Breakdowns with Bada uh every Friday night, uh, uh, Sabbath night, here on ISBHBK uh, Podcast. If you, like, if you missed any of our classes, uh, we do invite you to please go to, first off, our main library, our main archives, is at www.blogtalkradio.com uh, forward slash Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. And that'll bring you to our um, uh, to our our, our, our page uh, in uh, Blog Talk Radio, 
where we, you'll see a list of all the shows that we've done going all the way back to February 28, 2010. And we're talking, talking shows uh, with uh, Kawa talking shows with Banaba, talking shows with Shamshwan, shows with your brother Yasha'ala, um, the brother, um, hit your shows with your brother um, Karash, uh, hit your shows with your brother Nagaya. Um, uh, all our shows are there. Um, and you go, you're welcome, go, welcome to go through our library. They're in chronological order, starting from the newest one that we've done, going again all the way back to our very first one, February 28, 2010. Uh, if you go and check out uh, any of the shows, to keep catch up with any of the series, or just see what's going on of, of how we uh, how the teachers progressed from 2010 up until now, 2013, uh, how we uh, keeping it going and, and what's progressing, what's happening. Uh, so if you miss any of our shows again, please check out www.blogtalkradio.com uh, forward slash Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. And that's one way to check out um, going all the way back uh, uh, to our very first shows or a little bit more convenient. If you look up ISBHPK Bible Talk on either Google Podcasts, on iHeartRadio Podcasts, on Apple iTunes Podcasts, or Podcast Addict, um, under, again, ISBHPK Bible Talk, and uh, you'll find our library on those platforms as well. My, mind you, though, on those platforms, they only uh, store the past 300 episodes. So um, starting from tonight, with a new episode being, being done, um, it's only going back 300, show, 300 episodes from tonight's show, and that's how it progresses. So um, to keep up with the more recent shows that, that we've done, Please check us out again on iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio Podcast, Google Podcasts, uh, Podcast Addict, or Apple iTunes Podcast under ISBHBK uh, Bible Talk. Uh, being a part of the ISBHBK Network of Schools, um, ISBHBK standing for the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge. And we do have school locations uh, here in San Antonio, uh, which is at 4444 Walsham, Suite number 201. San Antonio, Texas, 78218. Uh, and they have classes uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday that you can view on YouTube at ISBHBK San Antonio. Um, that's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then you can catch Sabbath class uh, with the brothers of Wanda Ayah, Shamshwan, and Dawiyad uh, on Saturdays starting at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, then we also have uh, our class, okay, our school location in Houston which is located at 231 FM Road 1092, which is Stafford, Texas, you know, one of the, uh, one of the cities within Houston, Stafford, Texas, 77477, being our address there. And you can view them live also as well um, every Monday and Wednesday uh, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at ISBHBK Houston. And again, on Friday nights, uh, starting at 6 p.m. through 8 p.m., again, at ISBHBK Houston on YouTube. Then on Saturdays, you can check out this Sabbath class. It's going to get 10 a.m. Central Standard Time as well. Uh, we have a school also in Virginia, in Nova, Virginia, which is located at 2610 Granby Street, Nova, Virginia, uh, 23517, meaning the address there. If you'd like to check, them, check our classes out there, we invite you uh, on Facebook Live. Most people do have a Facebook account. Um, Facebook Live under the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge, every Tuesday and Thursday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, that's uh, Facebook Live every Tuesday and Thursday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, uh, Eastern Standard Time 
on Facebook Live. Then on Fridays under ISVHBK Norfolk, uh, you can check them out from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time on YouTube uh, at ISVHBK Norfolk. And then we invite you to check out the Sabbath ceremony uh, that, that uh, the Brother Kazaki holds there also on YouTube as well, starting at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, coming out of uh, our school there in Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, then we have our school location in Rochester, New York, uh, which is located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, suite number 1A, Rochester, New York, uh, 14606, being the address there. And you can view them live as well on Tuesdays and Thursdays on uh, YouTube under the ISBHBK Rochester YouTube channel. And that's from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then on Saturdays, they, they hold a Sabbath class as well starting at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time out of our school there in Rochester, New York. For more information on our schools in Houston, uh, Norfolk, or Rochester, we invite you to please go to uh, the website, isbhbk.com. That's isbhbk.com, where you will find links to Sweet Ambiance, uh, Chosen Creations, and Israel Wear. Uh, These businesses have been set up. They'll keep our schools running there in Houston, Norfolk, and, and Rochester. Um, your support is definitely appreciated and needed. Um, so please check them out. Uh, check out our website and check out the links again to Sweet Ambiance. Uh, read again, Sweet Sweet Ambiance, uh, Chosen Creations, and Israelware. All right, uh, we'll link to that. And then uh, for our school location in San Antonio, we invite you to please check out uh, uh, Eastern Fragrances or On the Mark Moving. Uh, these businesses are provided to help provide um, finances for our schools that are running um, by uh, providing uh, the business Eastern Oils, which sells uh, body oils and uh, uh, incense oils, as well as Onomark Moving, which is a licensed, insured, and bonded uh, moving company here in the San Antonio area for any moving needs that you might have. Uh, we ask you to support our businesses to help keep our schools running as well. Um, we have the every Sunday we do a paleo Hebrew class. Every Sunday we do do a paleo Hebrew class at the EO Pure Therapy Event Center. Every Sunday, starting at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time to 6 uh, p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time at the EO Pure Therapy Event Center. The EO Pure Therapy Event Center is located also at Rolling Oaks Mall on the second floor uh, in the south end of the mall, where the uh, former Sears um, uh, franchise used to be at, which is right in front of the current uh, remote control derby race car track that is there located at the mall on the second floor. So we invite you to please come and check us out for class, uh, a Hebrew class every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. And we also invite you to please um, support EO Pure Therapy. Uh, EO Pure Therapy is located on the first floor of Rolling Oaks Mall in the J.C. Penny wing of the mall, which is directly diagonal from the H&M clothing store. EO Pure Therapy provides um, um, high-quality skincare products from uh, bath bombs, bath salts, from uh, sugar scrubs, salt, uh, salt scrubs, um, specializing in custom handmade um, soaps, uh, body lotions, uh, beard oils um, for the ultimate in skin care. And they also specialize in CBD products as well as CBD creams, gummies, tinctures, and roll-ons. So we invite you to please check out uh, EO Pure Therapy, which do, does go to help uh, keep uh, the event center open 
uh, for, for our Hebrew class on Sundays and for any um, Israelite events uh, that need to take place. Like, like recently um, uh, we had the brother Ariah and his wife Kaliah. Uh, their wedding was held there at the Eotree Therapy Event Center, and it, 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 it was nice. It really was nice. Um, and for anybody who wants to have a wedding, all right, the ELP therapy, get in touch with the brother Bonabai, get in touch with the sister quite a shire. Um, you can definitely, if you want to hold a wedding, and if you need uh, a Hebrew Israelite priest to marry you, we do have the brother uh, Tazapah, who does do Tazapah Tuesdays, as well as um, FYI Thursdays. Um, he's actually an ordained priest that can, that can marry you legally uh, within the state, and it can be a Hebrew Israelite wedding, uh, which can be arranged. Uh, as well as the brother uh, uh, Nahar, uh, some of y'all know him as uh, Clifton Simmons, that if you need to have a wedding or any event you want to put on, please get in touch with the brother Badabad um, or the sister Quadashaya to arrange um, uh, the, the pricing schedule or whatever. If you need catering, uh, whatever you might need for and decorations, whatever. If you want to put on plays, if you want to put on uh, any event, I mean, it, it is called the EOP Therapy Event Center. So please get in touch with your brother Badabad or Sister Quadashaya. Um, it's there, right? It's definitely there uh, for Israelites, uh, for Israelites to hold Israelite functions, all right? Um, and then as well, uh, if you'd like to help support uh, uh, ISBK Bible Talk Podcast, um, I am receiving donations at on Cash App on the Mashaba, that's M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. Or you can um, uh, hit me up on uh, Google Wallet at Mashaba, uh, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, 575 at gmail.com. Uh, any donations, again, are, are deeply appreciated to help us keep um, the, the blog talk uh, on air and up and running. All right, I'm joined by my brother, my brother, my friend, uh, uh, everybody's brother, everybody's friend, uh, the brother, Gabar Kawash Shlomo, Yahweh Shabbatah. Um, to all of our uh, listeners tuning in also. And um, I'm sure he was getting to it. He was getting ready to mention that um, we also, in dealing with the EO Pure Therapy uh, in the Rolling Oaks Mall on the, on the first floor, um, I'm also there. I'm also there, um, and uh, we do have the capability of making customized fragrances um, also, and also uh, because it's EO therapy, the E and the O actually stands for the essential oils or Eastern oils, but essential oils such as, uh, you know, frankincense and myrrh, amber white, um, uh, patchouli, Egyptian musk, red Egyptian musk, peppermint, and and you know etc. Et you know, and so what we focus on is um, we not only can make you smell really good, but we also can make you feel really good. So that's what our motto is. That's what the ther- the therapeutic we're we're all about the um, Health and awareness, uh, health awareness, and health wellness of the body. Also, on that, just to add on to um, what uh, 
that Brother Mashaba was was bringing out uh, with the event center and the pure therapy here in the mall. Oh, it's, it's appreciated. Matter of fact, um, what is Dr. Ebony's uh, uh, office there? If you want to speak on that also as well. Uh, Dr. Ebony White, she's our uh, holistic physician also. Uh, she has a, a free clinic up here in in the uh, event center, also located in the uh, Rolling Oaks Mall, um, where she gives uh, uh, analysis and evaluations, um, consultations, and uh, all, of, uh, all of the um, requirements of a, a holistic physician, basically. And it's, it's located, her office is actually located in the event center also. Cool. You know, I need I need to get one of her brochures and and add her to the uh, to the announcement. And thank you for for since you work in uh, actually work at the EOP therapy. Thank you for 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 uh, giving a little even more broader. Um, I need to let you start doing that even more, giving a, a more broader uh, uh, aspect of exactly and a more clear aspect of exactly what EOP therapy actually does. Oh, no, no doubt. Um, Actually, just doing a great job. That was just a just an add-on, you know. You know, me wanting to, you know, get in there and just throw that little extra in because you know, uh, you do such a great job in 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 the announcements and making sure that everyone that is putting this work in to get this information out is mentioned. And uh, your your promotion is 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 great, it's great though. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All praise to the Most High in Christ. Uh, and I need to start adding that that, uh, that introduction as well, that we are here um, in all praises uh, to the Most High Yahweh and to his son, uh, Yahweh Shai, um, who the world calls the Most High or, or God and his son, uh, who the world calls Jesus Christ. All praises go to them. Right? All praise, all glory, all power is of Yahweh um, and his son, Yahweh Shai. So first of all, that is the, the purpose of, of, of our, any of the broadcasts that we do, whether it's on YouTube whether it's on uh, uh, the, the, the podcast that we're doing here, um, that all praise and glory does go to the Most High, and, and that uh, in this awakening of the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel, um, that we might be able to uh, uh, get back and cleanse ourselves uh, physically, spiritually, and mentally, uh, and getting back and getting prepared to go to the kingdom, all right, for, as, for the arrival um, of our Lord and Savior, um, again, who the world calls Jesus Christ, but how, what we saying in the uh, ancient Hebrew, Yahweh Hashem Yahushai Baruch So with that, um, I really wasn't prepared, brothers and sisters, um, and, uh, for tonight's class. Uh, I really thought about, uh, the brother Bonnie Bob was going to be able to handle it, but uh, again, he got um, he's finishing up some work, so, um, so he maybe he might call in, maybe. Hope, hopefully so. You know, it's, it's always a pleasure to hear from the brother Bonnie Bob. Um, really is a, a great teacher, great counselor, uh, and we, we like to have his perspectives um, as as he does teaching and, and and brings up the scriptures as well. But I didn't prepare anything for last for for tonight. It was a little bit short notice. But what I want to do is, but I only I can't. Well, what I want to do is um, for tonight being uh, Friday night, meeting for the brother Gabar um, at start of the baptism class a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember the exact date, but we started a bachelor's class a couple of weeks ago. And the only thing I can think of doing is uh, picking up from where we left off at and continuing on with, uh, with that uh, 
continue on with that class. So uh, that's what we're going to do. And just do a, the briefest of recaps. The briefest, the briefest recap that Mashaba, whose name means to draw out, can possibly <laughs> do. <laughs> I'm going to try to do this as quickly as possible. Uh, what, what we started a couple of weeks ago, um, we was going over baptism. Um, contrary to what most people um, have been conditioned to believe, baptism did not start with John the Baptist. All right. Um, a lot of people who only have um, an education or a reference for what they've learned in church or, um, mm-hmm. is that John the Baptist was uh, baptizing people at the River Jordan. Gabar, you gonna say something? Gabar, that loser brother. Oh, it says conference call. He's still here. I will. Uh, and continuing on. Um, baptism actually did not start with John the Baptist. Baptism, or an ancient thing that was actually introduced uh, to the Israelites uh, as part of the laws that was given to uh, given to the Israelites from Moses when we came out of Egypt. All right, that it wasn't just the Ten Commandments uh, that was given to the to the to the Israelites, but there was over 613 laws that were given to us, and within those laws was the, the laws of purifying. There was the laws of cleansing. Um, uh, contained in the ceremonial law That it was basically four sets of laws That were given to us uh, We have the moral law um, The civil law Which uh, most people know as the Ten Commandments We had this, uh, the moral law The civil law The dietary law As far as uh, if we choose to eat animals Which animals we could eat Which animals uh, not to eat Among uh, the beasts of the earth Among the uh, 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 fish of the sea And among the fowls of the air and even among insects, which ones the Lord has designated for us to be able to eat or not eat, all right? Uh, and then we have, the again, ceremonial law as far as, like, the Sabbath, how the Sabbath is done, the, the different offerings that we had going on, as well as how to be cleansed uh, if, we, if we became unclean. Uh, so we was going over that and, and uh, trying to bring that out and, and, and show these things that as part of the ceremonial law, when we were unclean or even when a priest, had, had to come and a high priest had to come and assume his office at the temple that he had to wash himself. It's, it's similar. It, 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 it's from what, what most people might recognize in the Catholic Church. I, I got my tread carefully here um, of taking the holy water where they just kind of dip their finger in the holy water and then they touch the, the top of their forehead um, and then it's the, their two shoulders and then like uh, the middle of their chest and represents of, of the cross. Where that whole system, where that type of thing came from, it's a, a, a far, far, far um, uh, if I want to say plagiarism, if, if I if use that word, of what we did as Israelites, and before we came into the temple, we had to, we had to be cleansed, and we literally needed to be cleansed before we came into the temple. Before the priests came and did their office in the temple. They had to take off their regular clothes, regular uh, everyday clothes. They had to wash themselves. They, had, they literally had to bathe themselves and then put on their garments um, uh, in order to hold the, pre- the priest office. Then uh, when they finished doing the office of a priest, uh, and, uh, they had to come back now, take off the priest, the priest garments, um, 
uh, bathe themselves again, and they can put on their regular clothes. That was one of the aspects that, was, that baptism was being used uh, with the priest. Then if a person was unclean, as far as like maybe they had a disease or um, as we was going in, into some of the things, uh, let me see here, uh, trying to catch up. And 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 I'm and I'm back. I'm, I'm back. So I had to I had to answer a question. I got a call that I had to. Okay. Uh, but but I am back. Just in right, case. Cool, I, cool. I, I not a problem. Not a problem. Right. So that's some of the things that we were covering uh, when, when we first uh, went into uh, uh, baptism a couple a couple weeks ago. Again, we were, it was myself and the brother. Um, Hopefully that was a brief enough recap of what we was going over and trying to establish and understand that there was a, uh, the baptisms had been established all the way back from the days of Moses. And that there was uh, you, a person would consider unclean uh, as from, even as far as uh, uh, when, when two people had sex, uh, they'd be considered unclean and they'd have to go and wash themselves. They had to go and bathe. Um, if, if it was... Um, uh, any manner of blood that got into a person, they were considered unclean. They had to go and cleanse themselves. Um, there was different things that we was going over uh, about. And I think we're going to continue a little bit more in that about when a person is unclean. Uh, go ahead, Gabar. Um, yeah, I, I actually have uh, I, I actually have a, a record of, of that class. And so um, um, the last scripture um, that we stopped off with was actually Leviticus chapter chapter five and we went five through ten on that in which you know just in case you wanted to go from where we stopped all right well cool since, since you called it out let's, let's go back and read that real quick and then we can move on time time <clears throat> you haven't have the date that we did this class. Did you, when you did, took your notes, did you have to write down the date? Um, if you didn't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know what? I I I didn't I didn't write write it down. But um, uh, the fourteenth. It was the. It would have been the eleventh. It would have been the eleventh of May. Is when we did it because it was the week. It was the week before I uh, actually came down to San Antonio, so I know. Right, cool, I, cool, cool. No, no. So it was the the uh, the eleventh of May. Cool. So for anybody who wants to go and again check the class out, um, the eleventh of May, under mm-hmm. uh, Bible Friday Night uh, Bible Breakdowns, I believe I did uh, entirely uh, Baptism Part One. Uh, y'all can go and check that out if you would like to go. And, and recap on what we did and get a little bit more in-depth about what, what, what we covered, please go and check it out. Again, ISBHBK, um, uh, Bible Talk on iHeartRadio Podcast, Apple iTunes Podcast, um, Google Podcast, Podcast Addict, or www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash for shopping, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. As the Brother Gabar Kawhi was saying, we finished um, the, that class. We finished at Leviticus chapter 5, verse 10, and we're going to go ahead and uh, – I'm going to let the brother just read that, and then we're going to move on from there. So uh, go ahead, Art. Time. Um, Leviticus uh, chapter 5 and verse, starting at verse 10. <clears throat> you can start at 10 or 5. 
five. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, we're all good, brother. It's all good, brother. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. It's all good yeah, in the it's, time. It's, 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 it's called to walk. <laughs> it's called to wob. All right. So we're in Leviticus chapter five, starting at verse five. Yep. Um, uh, and uh, it, it it reads, and it shall be when he shall be guilty in one of these things that he shall confess that he has sinned in that thing, and he shall bring his trespass offering unto the Lord for his sin, which he hath sinned, a female from the flock, a lamb or a kid of the goats for a sin offering, and the priest shall make an atonement for him concerning his sin. Seven, and if he be not able to bring a lamb, then he shall bring for his trespass, which he hath committed, two turtle doves or two young pigeons unto the Lord, one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. And he shall bring them unto the priest who shall offer that which is for the sin offering first and wring off his head from his neck, but shall not divide it asunder. And he shall sprinkle of the blood of the sin offering upon the side of the altar, and the rest of the blood shall be wrung out at the bottom of the altar. It is a sin offering. Verse 10, and he shall offer the second for a burnt offering according to the manner, and the priest shall make an atonement for him for his sin, uh, which he hath sinned, and it shall be forgiven him. All right, cool. So, we, we was going over this again um, in the last class, and I don't want to go all the way back over and, and recap, um, but, but we was going over that, that when a person does sin, that part of the law uh, that was given to, to the Israelites from Moses, uh, by, from the Most High, is that when a person sinned, there had to be, there had to be some type of offering. Um, and what that was supposed to do, that was supposed to give a person a conscience that if we made the choice to sin, and we know from 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, that sin is the breaking of the law. That if we decided to make the choice that we were going to sin, in order for things to be made right, then as we're reading about uh, a lamb, uh, two turtle doves, uh, or pigeons, they had, they had to die. And their blood had to be shed and then sprinkled in order for a person now to make an atonement for his sin. The idea of wringing the neck off of two turtle doves, what that must have looked like, that these two birds that really are innocent have got to die and shed their blood because of a choice that I made or that a person made, that was supposed to mark their conscience not to, do it, not to make the same choice. The fact that a lamb of a year old Obviously, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's still kind of young. That, uh, uh, you know, Mary had a little lamb. Uh, we know it's talking about Christ. But the fact that a young lamb or a young goat, something pure, something innocent, had to die and shed its blood because of a choice that that sinner made, that that was supposed to mark the conscience of a person. 
and then uh, they had to confess what they did. They had to confess the reason this animal or these animals have to die is because I chose to break this law. I chose to do this. I chose to do that. This is why these animals have to die. That was supposed to make a person humble. That whole act of the sin offerings um, and and of the, all the animal sacrifices, it wasn't just for it wasn't for the sake of just to kill animals. That that's not, that wasn't the purpose. That this is just to kill animals. Now, when God said from the very beginning, these fruit will multiply to everything on the on the planet Earth, uh, and uh, from humans to animals to fish to birds to insects to everything. So it wasn't they weren't there just for us to be killing. Just for us to, uh, to destroy them, it was supposed to be that when I see this animal, his throat getting cut, and the gargling that this animal makes as the blood is coming out of this animal, and then the blood had to be, to be gathered, and the visual effect of what that's supposed to do, and now not only was this sheep having to be slaughtered, now these turtle doves got to be slaughtered, and kill, wringing the neck off of two turtle doves, meaning you had to... Just, you know, the thought about it, you literally have to put your hands on this bird, wring its neck, and feel the life leave these birds in your hands. Come on, y'all. That, that's just the image of me thinking about that right now. It's supposed to, because, you know, um, uh, my, my, my wife is into animals, and so uh, uh, some of my kids, my wife, uh, Yasaraya, and the kids I have with her, they're really into animals. So the thought that now, like my daughter, if, if she saw me having to wring the neck off of two birds, she'd lose her little mind. Because of a choice I made, these innocent animals have got to die because of a choice I made or, or choices that Egypt was made, that this is why this animal shedding his blood. That was supposed to mark our conscience. But for the Israelites, that didn't. But that's the part of us uh, making atonement and getting things right when we decided to 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 uh, uh, to sin, and we we'd gone over um, again before that, he had to go back to that class. Uh, that was May eleventh, uh, two thousand twenty-three. Um, Finding that Bible breakdown to Bible Bible to go and get some of the other things about when we had to be cleansed, how we had to wash ourselves, and some of the different things that we had to do to wash ourselves. That that was a part of, and we had to go to the priest and confess our sins, and offer these these offerings in order to make atonement or make things right um, from our sins, from our choices, and from the things we did. So what I want to go to now, I want to move forward, uh, brothers and sisters that, that, that are here with us. Um, let's get into the history of John the Baptist. All right, so why, if we understand that baptisms have, were something that has been in the law since the days of Moses, and, and they, they tied Moses uh, in the Exodus uh, out of Egypt Around 1,500 years uh, before Christ, that, that, that's kind of, you know, approximately uh, 1,500 years, 1,500 years before Christ was the, uh, uh, was the Passover. So coming all the way up until Christ, in that 15, approximately 1,500 years, might be more, might be less, that we, the Israelites had baptisms. We had where you had to go be dipped in water, and we had to go to a priest and, and, and uh, confess your sins, make things right, and be dipped in water. So we've had that custom. So let's get to the point of now John the Baptist. 
why was John the Baptist, what was the history of John the Baptist that people came to get baptized of him, seeing or understanding that baptisms have been here. The physical washing, the physical water was, had been done from days of old. Let's go to Luke chapter 1 and verse 5. Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 1 and verse 5. <clears throat> Luke chapter 1 and verse 5 reads, There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. All right, cool. So one thing that, if you listen to the, the, the uh, ISBHPK Bible Talk uh, uh, podcast shows that we do, um, we, always, we reference a lot, Romans chapter 15, verse 4, which tells us that things written aforetime were written for our learning, um, that things put in the Bible was meant for us to learn, to learn from, that they have a, a purpose for it to be written down. So for this right here to be written down, that there was a uh, during the days of Herod the king of Judah, there was a certain priest named Zacharias, and to be to specify that he was of the course of Abiah. That's important for us. That that's that's a marker. That means that's something that 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 is significant. That that this had to be written down and had to be recorded. All right. So what is the course of Abiah? All right. Let's go. Uh, what is the the uh, what is this that we're dealing with with the course of Abias? Um, let's go to First Chronicles, chapter twenty-four, and let me also pull it up here on my Bible app. And we're going to First Chronicles, not Corinthians. First Chronicles. My memory is shut. First Chronicles 24 and 10. First Chronicles chapter 24 and, and verse uh, 10. And let me see, do we want to start here? Um, you know, we're going to start at verse 1. We're going to start at verse 1. We got time. We're going to start at verse 1. Time. Um, First Chronicles chapter 24, starting at verse 1, reads, Now these are the divisions of the sons of Aaron, the sons of Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. Now, we know that, that much, another scripture that we, we reference a lot, and you hear that among Hebrew Israelites a lot, is First Corinthians uh, 14, I believe it's 40, which says, let all things be done decently and in order. Let everything be organized. Um, for God's not the author of confusion. So among, among the Israelites, the priesthood was established with the sons of Levi, right, the tribe of Levi. And then within the tribe of Levi, um, uh, we have uh, Moses and Aaron, all right? And then Aaron, among, among the Levites being the priests, that the high priests were going to descend out of the genealogy or out of the lineage that came from Aaron, who was of the tribe of Levi. All right, and it, things were very organized. We had, we had, you remember coming out of uh, out of Egypt, of the six hundred thousand footmen, and this is a little math I like to do, um, and try to get some reality or, or trying to trying to picture what was actually taking place, um, and trying to get some some, some real depth, a real kind of more concrete type of, of understanding. 
The scriptures tell us that over 600,000 footmen came out of Egypt at the time of the uh, Passover. That's 600,000 footmen. But the footmen represent, that would be the age of men that were eligible for the army. All right, that, that would be the age of men eligible for the army. And army um, service and was among the Hebrew Israelites started at the age of 20, right? So in coming out of Egypt, the number of men that were, that were uh, numbered uh, was from over the age of 20 to 50. That our army service would go from 20 to 50 was six, 600,000 men. Each one of those men, a wife. We understand that that number now just jumped to 1,200,000 people, just with that alone. If we give the man a mother, that now has just jumped, what, uh, if we're at 1,200, that, that number now just jumped to 1,800,000. Obviously, hopefully there, there was a father. Well, it had to be a father, or the, 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 that child couldn't be here. So there being a father, that number now jumps to 2,400,000 people. And that would just be for the soldier to have a mom and a dad and a wife. Now, the wife would have a father. So from 24,000 or 2,400,000, now let's give his wife a father. From 2,400,000, we just now jump to 2,800,000 people. Now, she must have had a mother also. So now we just jump to 3,200,000 people. And that would just be for the footman having parents, that footman being married to a woman, and her having parents. Now, we're at, so we're at what? 3,200,000 people. If this, my, this wife and this soldier had a baby. The number now just jumped to what? 33,600,000 people? God. And you know what? I, 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 my math is wrong because I'm, I'm counting by fours instead of counting by sixes. So it's even, the, the number is even greater. The number is even greater. I'm actually counting by fours. I was I kept adding, I was going by the the number line, of uh, uh, four times. But actually, I started uh, six six times three, is eighteen, and that's why I, I messed everything up. So, just in the numbers I was doing, we're well over three million people, and that's the minimum, right? That's the minimum. That is a minimum number of people. All right. right. So. My point with all this, not to, not to get caught up into that, and indeed, just trying to express that there had to be a lot of organization that was taking place. There had to be a lot of organization taking place. So as we're in First Chronicles chapter twenty-four and verse one, that these are the divisions of the sons of. We can read that again, uh, Brother Gabar. Unless you need to add something or bring something out. Uh, no, no. Um, right on point. Right on point with it. Um, if, if anything, um, it was you. It was around. Four, uh, four million eight hundred thousand. If you would have did it by the by the eight, somewhere in there, almost five million, basically. Cool. But um, no, I can. 
So let me let me go ahead and do the uh, First Chronicles uh, chapter twenty-four and verse one again, uh-huh. um, which reads: Now these are the divisions of the sons of Aaron. The sons of Aaron: Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar. Read on. But Nadab and Abihu died before their father, and had no children. Therefore, Eleazar and Ithamar executed the priest's office. Meaning the high priest's office. Go ahead. It, it says priest's office, but it means the high priest's office. Go ahead. And David distri- distributed them both Zadok of the sons of Eleazar and Ahimelech of the sons of Ithamar, according to their offices in their service. Go ahead. And there were more chief men found of the sons of Eleazar than of the sons of Ithamar. And thus were they divided. Among the sons of Eleazar, there were 16 chief men of the house of their fathers and eight among the sons of Ithamar, according to the house of their fathers. So with all these kids multiplying and everything, and as much as Israel was, was, was uh, being fruitful multiplying, we needed more people to be able to fill these these offices, all right? Um, there's no, no, no different than, like, uh, the president of America, there's different cabinet positions for everything that's got to be handled for the running of America on that national level. Well, this, this is similar to what – that is similar to what had been started among the Israelites, of all these different offices and cabinets that needed to be uh, uh, administered to. All right, reading on. Con, um, First Chronicles chapter 24 and 5. Mm-hmm. Read. Thus were they divided by lot, one sort with another, for the governors of the sanctuary and governors of the house of God were of the sons of Eleazar and of the sons of Ithamar. So it was getting so big and what needed to be handled, there had to be governors that were going to be over the sanctuary. They were responsible for the sanctuary. And he had governors that had to be responsible for the house of the Most High. All right, reading on. Fine. And Shemaiah, the son of Nathanael, the scribe, one of the Levites, wrote them before the king and the princes, and Zadok the priest, and Ahimelech, the son of Abiathar, or Abathir. Wait, Abiathar. That's, that's correct. Okay. And before the chief of the fathers of the priests and Levites, one principal household being taken from Eleazar and one taken from Ithamar. All right, reading on. Now, the first lot came forth of Jehoram, the second to Judea. So remember, we were reading about the, the, the governors of the, what was it, the governors of the sanctuary and governors of the house of the Most High. So in these divisions of these governors, it says the first, the first uh, lot came from uh, Jehoiarib. Then the second went to Jediah, right? verse 8. The third of Horem, the fourth of Searim, the fifth of Malchijah, the sixth of Nizamin, the seventh to Hakaz, the eighth to Abijah, the ninth okay. to okay, uh, the ninth to, 
to Jeshua, the tenth to Shechaniah. So, and these divisions that uh, and courses that in keeping things in order, that there would be a certain time of the year or certain yeah a certain time of the year that these men would be the governors of the sanctuary and be the governors of the uh, of the house of the Most High, and that Abijah was of the eighth house. Or the eighth, uh, I don't say eighth house, but his portion was to be the eighth, the eighth governor uh, during his time to fulfill this office. So that it wasn't just uh, not just one person having to fill fill this office. That now it was being divided and organized. That now when the eighth course came up, that Abijah had had his his seed was given the the, the responsibility. That on the eighth uh, division or the eighth uh, time of year, that Abijah um, had his time that his household would have to now be responsible for their section and what they had to govern for that time of year. So when we go back to um, where were we in? When we go back to first, first, I'm sorry. When we go back to chapter one, verse five, we can read that again. Luke chapter 1 and verse 5 reads, Now, there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. So, um, here we're seeing that Zacharias and we're going to find that Zacharias was actually the father of John the Baptist, right? Um, and that his mother, obviously, uh, being Elizabeth, that his father was uh, a priest and of the course of Abiah. So Abiah's family and lineage was responsible for being governors during the eighth course, all right? And that Zechariah was this priest, all right? Zacharias was this priest that he was a governor uh, over things. Uh, he was a governor and a priest over the uh, the sanctuary and over the temple, he was of the court, the eighth course of Abiah. So during his time, he would be responsible for, as we just read, for the, and during that time, responsible for baptisms. During that time, responsible for cleansing, taking offerings. That was his course. That that was that's when their duty was uh, was to be summoned. All right. Uh, reading on now a little history about Abiah. It says, as the evangelist Luke mentions the course of Abiah, it is evident that these courses of the priests established by David, uh, no doubt on a divine direction, were continued with some alterations all the days of Christ. These records must, therefore, have been very useful after the Babylonian captivity. Uh, Brother Gabar, give me that scripture. Uh, I believe it's Numbers chapter 1, verse 18. Of why this is kind of important. Why, um, and among Hebrew Israelites in our culture, why was this marked or noted or even necessary? I believe it's Numbers chapter one and verse eighteen. Con uh, Numbers chapter one and verse eighteen reads, and they assembled all the congregation together on the first day of the second month, and they declared their pedigrees after their families by the house of their fathers according to the number of the name from 20 years old and upward by their poles. 
So we went back to numbers because the Hebrew Israelites, we, we really were meticulous and diligent about keeping our family lines and understanding our family trees. Right? We were very meticulous in these things. That it, it was very important. That was part of our culture. So in, in recording and knowing your lineage, your genealogy, that was, that was something that was very important for us as Hebrew Israelites. But we lost a lot of, a lot, a lot of those records during, uh, at the, uh, with the Babylonian captivity. All right? um, and losing a lot of those records, yeah, when we came returned from the exile of the Babylonian captivity uh, in dealing with the Persian Amin captivity, where we have uh, Nehemiah and Ezra, for those who are familiar with Get Your Bible History Together, that in trying to reestablish the priesthood, reestablish a lot of things that, that we had lost um, in our culture, that a lot of the records for a lot of the priests couldn't be found. All right? But it, it was something that was very important to us as Hebrew Israelites to keep track of your family records. That's why we can go back and, and read um, in Luke the genealogy of Christ. Uh, it gives us his genealogy. In Matthew, it gives the genealogy of Christ through, all, through, through the fathers. What's that? The patrial line, uh, the patrino line, that that was something that was very important that, that, we, that we kept um, as he realized. Those were records that we kept. That's what a scribe did. A scribe would write these things down, a, a, a record of the family tree, a record of, 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 that were kept. Um, among us Hebrew Israelites. And that started here in the book of Numbers, as the brother uh, Gabar just read, that we declare our pedigrees by the house of our fathers. All right? So with that being said, I, I want to bring out a little bit more history about Abizer. Um, I'm going to read this. And brother Gabar, I've got these. I already got them here uh, in my notes. So I'm, I'm going to read these right now. Uh, from the Smith Bible Dictionary. Now, from the Smith Bible Dictionary. Uh, I'm going to definition number four of the Smith Bible Dictionary dealing with Abijah. All right. Abijah is a descendant of uh, Eleazar, who gave his name uh, to the eighth of the 24 courses unto which the priests were divided by David. So David divided the course of the priest into 24. All right. And that of the eighth course, um, Abijah, being a son of uh, Eleazar, who was a son of Aaron, who was the son of Levi, that during the eighth course, his family line or lineage would, would be responsible for uh, the temple during the eighth course of the, all these courses, all right? Um, I got a few scriptures here. Uh, Brother Gabar, uh, let's get Second Chronicles chapter 8, verse 14. Second Chronicles chapter 8, verse 14. Second Chronicles chapter 8. In verse 14. Yes, sir. 2 Chronicles chapter 8 and verse 14 reads, And he appointed according to the order of David his father, the courses of the priests to their service, and the Levites to their charges, to praise and minister before the priests as the duty of every day required. The porters also by their courses at every gate, for so had David, the man of God, commanded. What, what, is that just, that's 14? That was 8 and 14. Second Chronicles? Yes. After 8 and 14. So we're seeing now after David, when Solomon took, took the, the, uh, the rulership, um, that Solomon kept the, the thing that David established among the priests, Solomon kept that going. 
right? Start to keep that tradition going. Uh, I have here, in my, I, I don't know what these are saying, so let's get uh, Nehemiah chapter 12, verse 4. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 12, verse 4. And Nehemiah verse 4. Just, just verse 4. Go ahead. Fine. Nehemiah chapter uh, 12 and verse 4 reads, um, Ido or Ido, Genito, Abijah. That's all. Of right, and again, it's just uh, going through, again, the, the names of the courses that, that were divided even into in, the Persian captivity uh, uh, with Nehemiah and Ezra. Give down to verse 7. 17. Jump down verse 17, please. Oh, that same chapter. Verse 17 reads, Of Abijah, Zakri, or Zakri, of Miniamin, or Moadiah, Piltai, or Piltai, actually. And that's, that's it for 17. So it then it goes on to continue um, Abijah's uh, lineage. Uh, during the time of Nehemiah, okay? Now I'm going to read a, a, a definition of Abijah from the Eastern Bible Dictionary, from the Eastern Bible Dictionary. And again, I'm going to definition number four. It says, a descendant of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, a chief, a chief of one of the 24 orders into which the priesthood was divided by David. Uh, the order of Abijah was one of those which did not return from the captivity. All right, okay, cool. Uh, they did not return from the captivity. Obviously, they must have because we got Zechariah. All right, from the Fawcett Bible Dictionary, uh, it says, only four returned of the 24 courses of the priesthood, of which Abijah, Abijah's course was not one. But the four were divided into the original 24 with the original name. Hence, Zechariah, father of John the Baptist, is described as of the course of Abijah. All right, cool. Now we get some understanding. Uh, one of the descendants of Eleazar, the son of, of Aaron, the chief of one of the 24 courses uh, or orders into which the whole body of the priesthood was divided by David, uh, it says in, in 1014 B.C. Of these, the course of Abijah was the eighth. Only four of the courses returned from the captivity, of which, of which that of Abijah was not. But the four were divided into the original number of 24 and the original names, and hence it happens that Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, is described as, as belonging to the course of Abijah. All right, cool. I understand what happened here. So Abijah was, was the one of the original of the 24 priest officers that had been organized by David. It was carried, continued with Solomon. Um, after, obviously, the Assyrian captivity and then getting to the Babylonian captivity um, that we were carried away into exile as, as under the Persian and Mede captivity with Ezra and Nehemiah uh, being, being the, uh, the commanders and co coming back to Israel and restoring the temple and restoring the order that the course of Abijah was not found, but they kept the original names uh, and, and losing the records. They kept the original names, and now in keeping the original names, that Zacharias would fall under this course, being a Levite, of being a priest, to establish these, uh, and try to restore the order of the 24 elders, the 24 offices uh, that were done. All right, cool, cool, cool. Got that, got that. So what I don't want to lose track of is that 
Zacharias was a priest, and even um, Elizabeth, uh, his wife, who happened to be, be the mother of John the Baptist, was also the son of Aaron, being Levites. From there, uh, let's go back to Luke chapter 1, and let's start at verse 57. Let's go back to Luke chapter 1 and start at verse 57. Come. Luke chapter one, chapter one and verse 57. We're going, to read, we're going to read verses 57 through 64. <clears throat> Todd. You, you get out? We good? We good? Yes, we are good. We good. Okay. So Luke chapter 1 and verse 57 reads, Now Elizabeth's full time came that she would be delivered. And she and brought this, forth. This is, we, we, we jumped, but this mm-hmm. is when uh, she, she, uh, her and her husband Zacharias uh, she was barren, uh, well to her old age, and the angel Gabriel came to her and Zacharias, and uh, was uh, Zachariah, and let it be known that Elizabeth, the cousin of Mary, was going to also have a baby, and that this baby was going to be, eventually become a Nazarite, and that he would go in the spirit uh, of Elijah. Uh, so now that was prophesied by the angel. Um, Zechariah being an old man uh, Kind of had a little bit of disbelief So from the time the angel made the announcement Or the prophecy Because of Zechariah's disbelief He was unable to speak He was unable to talk Until he saw that this was going to be true And that yes Elizabeth his wife Was going to have a, a baby in her old age Alright Similar to, uh, to Abraham and, and Sarah Almost similar but, but Here we're seeing where Zechariah was, was made mute Like you ain't going to say nothing Until you're going to see the, uh, the power of God Shut your mouth <laughs> All right. So now Elizabeth is, is, uh, has Zachariah and her got together And she got pregnant And now she's about to have a baby So verse 57 again huh? Cotton, Luke chapter 1 and verse 57 reads Now Elizabeth's full time came That she should be delivered And she brought forth a son and her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. Again, because Zachariah and Elizabeth were not no spring chickens, <laughs> right? They were not no spring chickens. They were they 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 were well into well past menopause. I'm gonna say it like that. They were well past menopause, and now uh, they're around uh, their neighbors and her cousins. That it's a family affair. It's a family affair. That it's a family <laughs> affair, and everybody's rejoicing. All right. That these are all. Remember, this would be like considered uh, all so-called Haitians uh, being gathered together, and it's a, a baby's coming. All right. And if you ever been around Haitians, you know it's it, that they, it was a party. All right. That it was it was a celebration. Uh, reading on. Con. Well, Luke chapter one and verse fifty nine reads, and it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. So in keeping with the law, since Zacharias was a priest, in keeping with the law, it was, it, the law told us that uh, when a male child was born, that you would circumcise that child on the eighth day. Um, you, you bring him to the temple and present him and circumcise him on the eighth day, and that, that would be the time also it became a tradition that that's when the, the child would get his name, all right, on that eighth day when he got circumcised. So reading on. Con. 
Luke chapter 1 and verse 60 reads, And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said unto her, There is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. None of the lineage has got a John, or in ancient Hebrew, it would be Yohanna, which means uh, gift of the Most High. Ain't nobody in your lineage called Yohanna or John. Go ahead. And they made signs to his father. Now, he would have, now he would have him called. How? 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 I'm sorry. Let me read that again. Luke chapter 1 and verse 62. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. Okay, con. So they asked him what would he, what was he going to name him, right? Right. That's the other con. And he asked for a writing table and wrote, saying, his name is John. And they marveled all. And his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue loosed, and he spake and praised God. All right, cool. So, yep, he did get, uh, he got her pregnant, and Angel Gabriel said, yeah, you ain't going to speak until the baby's here. And what's the baby's name going to be? John. So, <laughs> Zachariah, like, John, no, Zachariah, my aunt, no. His name, that baby ain't going to be John. <laughs> you ain't going to call him Ray? You can call me Ray. Or you can call me whatever. No. That baby's name going to be John, Yahana, right. all right, in the, in the ancient Hebrew. So here we're seeing that John's parents uh, were, uh, were Levites and a, of a priestly lineage. That's what we want to establish here, that John the Baptist's uh, parents were of a priestly lineage, both his father and his mother, all right? So remember, brothers and sisters, let's go to Matthew chapter 23, verses 25 through 27. Let's not go to Matthew chapter 23, verses 25 through 27. And now let's pick up on where now John the Baptist had started his ministry. All right, let's pick up on that now. Matthew chapter 23, verses 25 through 27. Matthew chapter 23, and uh, starting at verse 25. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Let me see here. Did I mess up? You know, you know what? It's, it's not John the Baptist. I guess what I wanted to establish in the, these notes was that John mm-hmm. the Baptist, with his parents being from a, 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 a priestly lineage, mm-hmm. that knowing that the law of Israel was that you had to come to a priest and, and be baptized. In order to be cleansed from your sins, you had to be baptized. That's going back to the laws of Moses, uh, which we covered in that last class. That that's why that people were coming to John the Baptist getting dipped in water, because that was something that we as Israelites did going all the way back. That, I'm, in my notes, I'm sorry, and get my mind back. That's why I had it in, in, in my notes to establish that, yes, the reason Israelites wanted to come to John the Baptist because John the Baptist was of that priestly lineage, and that, that what we did as Israelites, we had to come, if we were unclean and needed to be purified, we came to the priest to be baptized. We came to the priest to be cleansed. That's why all Israel was going to uh, John the Baptist with the water. But now, what going down to Matthew chapter 23, verse 25 through 27, I want us to get to understanding. Let me slow down also. I want to establish that the water baptism had been here. 
But if the water knowing that now the water baptism had been here, was the water baptism actually affecting our conscience? Along with the water baptism, we read um, what was it, Leviticus chapter five, verse uh, uh, five through ten, right? We read that when you sinned, an animal you had to confess your sins, and an animal had to die. That that was part of the, of the customs and the law that we as Israelites were already doing. But that didn't get in our conscience. We didn't get to the point where and realize that I mean, innocent animals got to die because, again because of my choices. So here Israel instead of continuing that law that we had from the days of Moses, this is why the Israelites were coming to John the Baptist to get baptized again with the water because we was all, that's something we were already doing. All right, let's get now to Matthew chapter 23, start at verse 25 again, 25 through 27. Time. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 25 reads, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye may clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. So in a similar fashion, now going all the way back to, to, to the days of Moses when we first got the laws, I'll be up until now with John the Baptist and now Christ on his ministry. Christ is calling people out that a lot of us are, and among the uh, priests and the scribes, a lot of us were, uh, were, were hypocrites, that we concentrated on being baptized. We concentrated on making the outside of our bodies clean, that that was the focus. We're going to clean the outside, similar to getting washed and getting baptized, but within I mean, within our body, within our spirits, we were still full of extortion and excess. That yeah, for all the washings that have been taking place from the days of Moses, all the way now to the days of John the Baptist, we had, the Israelites had been being dipped in water. We had been washed in water as well as the animal sacrifices. But that it did nothing to help deter us from making the choices that we're going to sin, that we're going to do wrong. And it, it's all a choice. It's all a choice. So we, we put a lot of effort into making sure outwardly and, and, uh, and physically we did the washings, but it didn't get into our minds of, of what was intended by being washed, by being purified, and now these animals having to die. That it wasn't, it wasn't getting into our hearts. It wasn't getting into our souls. That we had real stony hearts, real cold hearts, and that just doing the technicalities of the law. Okay, I sinned. We'll kill an animal. I'm good. And I'll go jump in some water. Bet. And now tomorrow, I'm doing the same thing. Because I, I got plenty of sheep. I got plenty of turtle dogs. Cool. I'm just going to keep killing them, and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And then I'm going to bathe in the water. I'm unclean. All right, cool. I'm unclean. But uh, I, I, that one song with uh, uh, DJ Quick, um, uh, One of the lyrics, the end of the lyrics says, and when it comes over tonight, we're going to do the same old things again. Right. The song's called Tonight. Right. Tonight. Tonight is because, the night. Right. Go ahead. Because, go ahead. Please go ahead. Please go ahead. The songs that we're doing the same old shit, actually. <laughs> we do the same old thing tonight. We're we going to repeat it. We're going to just keep repeating what we're doing. Right. And this and one, the, the, this, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. The whole song is about all the partying and the and the and the wickedness, getting drunk and you know all kinds of all kinds of acts, you know, and, and 
getting so drunk that you're you're throwing up and 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 now you're you're asking for uh forgiveness and and please lord get me through this this vomit section um and and i promise i'll never drink again but as soon as the the night ends and you and you you wake up and you wake up with the hangover but um you get through it once you get through it you go back to doing the same old the same old thing because as soon as it gets dark again for the party as soon as the party starts we gonna do the same thing right same thing and Come that's on. what the Israelites that mentality is what the Israelites have been doing from the days of John the Baptist all the way back to the days of Moses we're gonna get dipped in water we're gonna kill these animals and then we're gonna do the same old thing again and we're gonna get dipped in water we're gonna, uh, we're gonna kill these animals get dipped in water and we're gonna do the same old thing again for over 1,500 years, this is what we as Israelites were already doing. So we were, we was working on the outside, meaning the flesh. I go get dipped in water, but in our minds, we we're full of extortion and excess. That if I got all these animals, I can have these many sins. If I just make more animals, I can do more sin. I can keep doing what I'm doing, and as long as I'm doing the minimum, I'm killing the animals. I'm getting dipped in water. I'm good. Why are you killing at me? Why, why, are you, why are you telling me that I'm wrong when the law says, you know, we, we, are, we are definitely uh, 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 the, the jailhouse-type lawyers. Well, the law says that all I got to do is uh, kill a sheep, kill two turtle doves, um, or kill, uh, kill a goat, and uh, go bathe in water. I'm good. What, what, what's the problem? Why are you being so, uh, that we would be so technical that we weren't picking up on the ways of the Most High? It wasn't about the, the Most High, again, creating these animals just for us to kill them so we, because we had enough animals. Look at how much I got. I've got all these animals. i got all these goats. i got all these sheep. I'm going to keep them breeding. you damn right I'm going to keep them breeding because I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I've got so much excess. I can keep doing what I'm doing. I can keep living the way I want to live, and all i got to do is kill these animals. Go bathing water. I'm good. Why are y'all tripping? I, I'm doing the minimum. This is what the law says, right? I'm keeping the law. So what's the problem? We weren't picking up on the ways of the Most High. That a lot of times we can do the technical things, but we're still not, we're not picking up. And that, that's the loophole. That's where I was, I was looking for. That's the loophole that we kept using for over 1,500 years. From the days of Moses up to John the Baptist, that was the loophole we kept saying. If I got all these animals and I'm bathing in water, that means I can keep doing what I'm doing. I'm keeping the law. We weren't picking up on what the Most High wanted us to do with this. We were stuck on all I got to do is the minimum. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And, and I can, look at all these sheep I got. Look at all these goats I got. Look at all these turtles I got. As long as I still got, say, say I go through all the sheep, no problem. Let me turn to the goats. Let the sheep re, uh, uh, multiply. Cool. The law says either a sheep, a goat, or a turtle dove. So I killed all the sheep. Cool. I, they they got to reproduce again. Uh, cool. Let me get these goats. Oh, shit. I went through all them. Cool. Now I got to let them reflect. But I got turtle doves. I didn't keep living the way I'm living, living large. I got it. 
I'm, I'm living fat. So I, that means I can do what I want to do as long as I'm keeping the law. And with that, we weren't understanding the ways of the Most High. So this is what the Most High, or Christ, now is telling these Pharisees at this time. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you may clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within your full, meaning within your minds, within your spirits, but within you're full of extortion and excess. Reading on uh, from uh, Matthew chapter 23 and verse 26 now. Con, thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. Don't concentrate on just, on just the outside, but you don't work on the inside. Work on cleaning the inside so once you get the inside clean, the outside will be clean also. And he wasn't talking about the actual platter and, uh, and the cups. He was talking about what's in, within, a person's, uh, within a person's spirit, within a person's mind. Clean yourself up from the inside first. Don't be stuck on And now remember, brothers and sisters, the Pharisees were perfect at the law. So I, 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 in the series that we're going over uh, on, on Mondays and Wednesdays, we're going over about the mind of Christ when it means to deny Christ. And we, we, we've been going over this, that so many Israelites, the Pharisees, and, and the brother Tazapah uh, is going over this. He's covering this also in uh, FYI Thursdays. Um, it was, it's going to be episode four coming up. But he's going about these Pharisees, bringing out the history about the Pharisees. They were perfect when it came to the law. And remember, the word Pharisee means separatist, that they separated themselves from all the rest of Israel and they were sticklers for the law. Where your friend is at? Uh, where, uh, uh, what you doing on the Sabbath? Um, that's why they, they was uh, like pointing the finger at Christ, like, why y'all eating on the Sabbath? Why y'all doing this? Uh, uh, where your philosophy's at? They were so technical in the law. Christ said, you're still blind. So I, I'm, I'm bringing it up, brothers and sisters, that if you're brand new and you're coming into the truth, and then you're finding about the laws of the Most High. Yes, we're supposed to keep the laws of the Most High. That's from Matthew chapter 5 or 17 down. We're supposed to keep the laws of the Most High, but let's not fall into the same trap our forefathers did that in thinking that just because I keep the law, but I've not really worked on my inside, I've not really worked on things in my spirit, but now because I'm just doing the, min the technical minimum, I'm keeping the law, that we can still be blind, brothers and sisters, we can still be blind. We have to cleanse. It's more important to cleanse the inside. Just like the example with the Israelites, we had water baptism for over 1,500 years. That didn't clean our mind. All that the water baptism did was clean the outside. And we worked so much in perfecting cleaning the outside, we never worked on our minds. We left it at if I'm keeping the law, I'm good. If I'm keeping the law, I'm perfect. Why are you messing with me? We, we can look at the example of, and I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to paraphrase it. We can look at the example of Christ and the young man, the young rich man who came to him and said, good master, what is it I must do to inherit eternal life? What did Christ say? Christ told him, why call me good? There's only one that's good. That's my father which is in heaven. But if you don't enter into life, keep the commandments. 
This rich young man said what? Okay, which ones? Christ said, you know, and essentially Christ named off the, the Ten Commandments. This young Pharisee, being kind of full of himself, was like, man, cool. Man, I've been doing that for my whole life. I'm in there. And says Christ kind of looked at him and had pity on him and said, hey, man, but if you really want to be perfect, sell all that you have. Give to the poor and come and follow me if you want to be perfect. That young man walked away because he had a lot of possessions. And I'm just bringing that up, brothers and sisters, for us to be careful that we think that just because I keep the law, which is important. I'm not saying it's not important. But we don't get, that's just the first part, brothers and sisters. We're not, we're not getting perfect until we're doing what Christ did. Because a lot of times we get into this, now that I'm keeping the law, like the Pharisees, I'm keeping the law, so that means I'm good. I'm in there. No, no. We can still be keeping the law. Because remember, this is what the nation of Israel was doing before Christ died. We was already working on doing the outside, getting dipped in water, doing the outward things. But we weren't cleaning up our spirits. And water does not clean your spirit. Water just cleans the outside. But it's not touching what's inside of us. So, Christ will give some more examples about how people focus on the outside things, but not the inward things. Verse 27, Tom, um, Matthew chapter 23 and verse 27 reads, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are like unto whited sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones. And all, and of all, uncleanness. A sepulcher, brothers and sisters, is basically a tomb. It's a family tomb. So he said, don't be a hypocrite, a, a Pharisee, who is perfect in the law, but we're hypocrites. Because they make sure the outside is like a whited sepulcher. It's a sepulcher. It's a tomb. So you make sure the outside is clean, it's spotless. But what's inside Inside is full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. That we work so hard to make it appear on the outside, but we ain't worked nothing on the inside. And again, this is something that we as Israelites have been doing for over 1,500 years up, up until the time of John the Baptist. I hope I ain't losing nobody. Reading on, sir. Verse 28. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 28 reads, Even so, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. So it says, again, we focus on the outside of being dipped in water. I'm being dipped in water. I'm being perfect in the law. I've got my fringes on. I've I, I got, uh, uh, I don't work on the Sabbath. I don't do anything on the Sabbath. I don't cook on the Sabbath. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, I'm there for the new moons. I'm there for the Passover. I'm there for the Sabbath. I'm there for uh, uh, all the high holy days of the Most High. Uh, I'm doing all these things, which is, I'm not saying that's supposed to, but don't think that that's the end of it. Please do not think that's the end of it. And you're not, we're not working on the things on the inside of us. 
All right? And this is what Christ is trying to stress to the Pharisees uh, and the scribes. Don't be hypocrites. Don't focus so much on the outside, but you ain't cleaning nothing on your inside. All right? Now, to help help kind of uh, underline or, or magnify or highlight this point, let's go to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 13. Right. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 13. Mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 13 reads, For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh. Now look at what's going on here, brothers and sisters. As we were reading about the things that bring a person unclean and what a person had to do in order to be clean. They had to go to the priest. They had to uh, 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 bring the offering, had the offering killed, and then go wash themselves in water. So, and one of the uh, special things that we had, the holy anointing water, had to do with the red heifer. That uh, red heifer, when that red heifer came and, and was killed, there were certain things that was done to help, uh, like, do some extra cleansing uh, from when we was extra impure. All right? So now look at what, what we're being told here in Romans, uh, Hebrews 7, 9, verse 13. That if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a, of a heifer sprinkling the unclean signifies to the purifying of the flesh. All those things that we did, the cleansings, the washings, all it did was what? All it did was purify the flesh. All it purified was the outside of our bodies. That's all it did. It, we, we, put, we, we washed ourselves. We bathed ourselves. But that only cleaned the outside. That water does not clean what's inside of us. To help back this point up a little bit more, uh, let's go to Ecclesiasticus in Apocrypha. Let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 34, verse 25. Ecclesiasticus chapter, in the Apocrypha, chapter 34 and verse 25 reads, He that taketh away his neighbor's living slayeth him, and he that defraudeth the laborer of his that's hire. I'm sorry, that's verse 25. Oh, that's 22. I'm sorry. Lock it. Ah. Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha, chapter 34, in verse 25. Right, right, right. He that washes himself after the touching of a dead body, if he touch it again, what availeth his washing? So we knew that that, uh, during the time of of funeral, that a, a person would be considered unclean if they touch a dead body. And part of the mercy of the Most High, even when it came to that, it wasn't just to, to make a person seem like they, that there was something wrong with them, or that they were diseased, but after touching a dead body, obviously that, that would be a loved one. That'd be a, a family, uh, that would be a loved one. So after you touched the, 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 this loved one and you buried them, you'd be considered unclean and like you wouldn't have to go right straight back to work that day you would be given time to mourn. And you'd be given time to go, hey, now, cool, now go wash yourself. You got them buried, a lot of tears, a lot of emotions, 
cool. Now go wash yourself. But now it's saying this here. Again, and, and trying to uh, come behind what we just read about uh, Christ telling the, the, the Pharisees and the scribes that they're hypocrites, that they only focus on the outside but not the inside. And that for that 1,500-year span that we had of uh, the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of, of a red heifer sprinkling the unclean, getting washed with water. We were sprinkled with water. We had the blood sprinkled on us, and we were in the water. It says signifies to the purifying of the flesh. All that did was purify our flesh. So in a similar fashion now, if we wash ourselves after the touching of a dead body, and if the, the focus is the technicality about the touching of a dead body, it means if, you, if, you, if you've been cleaned up for something that you did wrong, and you go back and do it again, why did you get washed in the first place? Right. It's not the technicality of as touching the dead body. We're not going to get like the Pharisees here. The, the point is, if, if, again, in dealing with the water baptisms that Israel has been dealing with for 1,500 years, if you get dipped in water because you sinned, you did something wrong, you killed the animal, cool, you got dipped in water, and then you come back and do the same thing again, then why even wash yourself the first time? If all you're going to do is keep washing yourself in water, but you keep doing the same thing, then what good was it to wash yourself? Then what good was it just to clean the outside, the flesh? What good was that? And for 1,500 years, the Israelites proved it did no good. For 1,500 years, I'm keeping the law. I'm baptized. I'm washed. I'm killing these animals. We did that for over 1,500 years, brothers and sisters, approximately 1,500 years. And all that washing that we did, all those animals that got killed, it still didn't clean the inside. It still didn't, get our, it didn't clean our thoughts. All that water that, that we got dipped in, all that water that was sprinkled on us, all it did was clean our flesh, our physical bodies. That's all it did. But it did nothing to cleanse our spirits. It did nothing to cleanse our thoughts. To, to help with this point, Let's now go to Isaiah, chapter 55 and verse 7. Let's go to Isaiah, chapter 55 and verse 7. Uh, Isaiah, chapter 55 and verse 7. Yes, sir. Isaiah, chapter 55 and verse 7 reads, Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Okay. So what's being given to us right now? It wasn't about the sacrifice of animals and just being dipped in water. It really is about let the wicked forsake his way. Stop doing things your way. And the unrighteous man, his thoughts. Stop following your own thoughts. Stop that. Forsake your wicked way, the way that you think is right, that, that, that you're going to just follow you. You're going to just do you. Forsake your thoughts and let him return unto the Lord, 
and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. That's what the Most High wanted. Are you going to forsake your way? Are you going to give up your thoughts? Most High is ready to pardon. It really was not ever about the killing of animals, and that was it. Being washed in water, and that was it. All that did was cleanse the flesh that never cleaned our thoughts. That never got a chance to clean our thoughts. And we proved it. Yes, I, this is where I, I, I'm kind of beating that dead horse a little bit. And we proved it that for over 1,500 years, while we had water, water baptism and the killing of animals, we never changed our thought pattern. We never forsook our way. It was just about how we feel, what we think is right, and, and we feel justified because I'm keeping the law. I killed my turtle doves. I killed the sheep. I killed the goats. I did that. I went and bathed in water. I did that. Now I went and did what I wanted to do again. We, we, we weren't picking up. We weren't picking up. From now, let's go to Isaiah chapter 1 now. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 1. We'll start at verse 16. Time. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 16 <clears throat> reads, Wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doing from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. So the washing, again, it wasn't about washing the outside. It was about, as we, as we just read from Isaiah chapter 55 verse 7, let the wicked forsake his way and the righteous man his thoughts. Wash you, make you clean, meaning clean your mind. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Stop, stop doing what you're doing and it's saying, well, it must be okay because I'm sacrificing. It must be okay because I'm, 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 I'm being dipped in water. No, we're still doing evil. We're still doing evil that these animals still have to die, that we still have to be washed in water. Cease to do evil. Verse 17. Con, learn to do well. Seek judgment. Seek judgment. Mm-hmm. When it says seek judgment, seek the most size judgment, meaning seek the most size opinion. You've got your own opinion about what you feel and whatever. Why don't you really investigate and, and seek the most high's judgment or seek the most high's opinion? Do you, do you really think that when the most high said, um, uh, I'm trying to keep it as, 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 as surface as possible, thou shalt not eat pork, that now we're going to eat some pork, that now we're unclean, and now all the most high, what the most high really wanted was, okay, I ate pork. Mm, I love them pork chops. And I went ahead and you know what? Yeah, I did eat it. But the law says all I got to do is go kill, kill uh, two turtle doves, a goat, a sheep, uh, bathe in water, and I'm going to be clean. And now I don't have to give up eating pork. or eat, Yeah, I don't have to give up eating pork. Because the law says all I got to do, kill the animals, shed their blood, go wash myself in water, I'm clean all over again so I can keep doing what I want to do. That's not what the Most High wanted. 
He says, seek judgment. And now if we're going to wash ourselves, wash our thoughts, and we're going to stop doing the evil that he's looking at. Keep reading out in verse, in verse 17. Uh, read verse 17 again. Fine. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 17 reads, learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Relieve Judge. the oppressed. I'm, I'm going to break Go into this a little bit. Relieve Talk. the oppressed. <clears throat> the oppressed is people you might hold a grudge against. Relieve them. Let it go. Because this is one thing we as Israelites are good at. I'm keeping the law. I'm observing the Sabbath. I've been to the high holy days. I'm wearing fringes. But I feel I have a right to keep holding grudges. No, you're oppressing somebody. You're holding somebody down. Because you feel they owe you. You ain't looking about what we owe the most high. It's thinking, nope, I wear my fringes. Nope. I'm at the high holidays. Nope, I'm keeping the Sabbath. I'm doing this, but they did me wrong. And I'm not going to let that go. Well, guess what? In the eyes of the Most High, you're still doing evil. You're still going by what you're thinking, how you feel. You're not learning to uh, do well. You're not seeking the Most High's judgment. How does Most High judge things? You have a, a grudge against this person, but does the Most High have a grudge against this person? Did Yahushua die for the whole nation of Israel or just for who you get along with? Because you get along with these people. Oh, that's what that's who Christ died for. But for the person you have a grudge against, Christ can die for you. Hell no. Christ come to get you because you get this to me. Uh, hey, sometimes when you're reading the Lord's Prayer, do you ever stop to listen to what the hell you're saying? <laughs> Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us this day. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Every time you say the Lord's Prayer, you say that, but do you mean it? Or is it, I'm keeping the law. I'm keeping the law. They aren't. And they offended me. So I, can, I have the right to hold a grudge against them. If you're looking at what we're reading, no, you don't. No, we don't. If Christ died for the nation, who are you to say this person is not worthy of forgiveness? Who are you to say that, no, no, that they did, they did me wrong, and I'm not going to let that go? And I'm keeping the law now. I'm an Israelite. I'm wearing my fringes. I'm keeping the Sabbath. And they did me wrong, and I have a right to oppress them. I have a right to hold a grudge. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. Like our forefathers did not get it. They might have been perfect at the law. I sinned. I killed the animals. I bathed in water. It's all good. I can still hold a grudge because you know what? I kept the law. Okay, you're keeping the law, but you're still not picking up. You're still not getting what this is about. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. 
Reading on. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. All this is saying, brothers and sisters, is what, what we're told in, uh, what's that, Ephesians or Philippians, where it says, esteem others better than yourself. Stop just thinking about what you're going through. Think about others. This was the evil that the most I, from the time of Isaiah, that the most I was trying to get us as Israelites to look at. Reading on, verse 18. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Cool. If you're willing and obedient to what? Seek judgment. Willing and obedient to what? Relieving the oppressed. Willing and obedient to what? Judging the fatherless. Willing and, 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 and uh, obedient to what? Pleading for the widow. If we're willing and obedient to what? Esteem others better than yourself. Stop thinking about what you're going through. The most I delivered the nation of Israel from Egypt, not just you. Yahushua died on the cross for the nation of Israel, not just you. Verse 20, and when it says you should eat the good of the land, our land is Israel, not America. Our land is Israel, not America. Reading on, verse 20. But if you refuse and rebel. No, I'm not going to let this person go. Hell no, I can't, I can't let it go. I can't let it go. This is where we get into the refusal. They ain't talking about just the fringes. And we can take it there where a person doesn't want to wear fringes. A person coming out, uh, coming out of the world, no, I don't want to give up my worldly ways. They refuse. We're not being willing and obedient to the law. True enough. But let's also look at this now, that this can also be applied to now once I'm keeping the law, am I still holding grudges now that I'm keeping the law? Am I still holding grudges now because I, I stopped celebrating certain pagan days, but am I still, have I relieved the oppressed? Am I judging the fatherless? Am I pleading for the widow? Or is it, I'm, I just changed my clothes, but I'm still thinking this way inwardly. But yes, don't, I'm, I don't want to, to catch nobody up. For people of our nation, of our people, who don't want to be willing and obedient to even listen to the law about when the Sabbath is, about the dietary laws, about the, the, the moral laws, the civil laws, the, the dietary laws, or the ceremonial laws. We don't, they don't want to hear that? Yes. This applies to them as well. But let's not get, forget, when this was said to Isaiah, we were, all, we were in the land of Israel already. We had been speaking Hebrew already. We were in our land eating nothing but organic, non-hybrid, non-GMO, Food, not hybrid food. We were already living this lifestyle while we were in the land, but our thoughts still weren't being cleaned. Our thoughts still were not being purified. 
Verse 20 again, please. Con, Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 20 reads, But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword. Go ahead. For the mouth of the Lord have spoken it. Go ahead. How is the faithful city become an harlot? That it, we as Israelites were supposed to be the faithful city, being married to the Most High, the vows that we took to the Most High at Mount Sinai, that instead of being faithful to the Most High and really understanding how he does things, that in, in the Most High's eyes, we become like a hoe. As long as we keep holding on to our thoughts and what we feel is right and I can oppress and hold grudges, and just and and not judge the fathers, not think about nobody else. It's it's just all about me and what I'm going through. In the eyes of the Most High, we're not being faithful. We're making ourselves a hoe, a harlot in His eyes. Read from that point there. Uh, How's the faithful city become a harlot? Con. It was full of judgment. At one time, it, we were full of judgment. Whose judgment? The Most High's. Whose opinion? The most high's opinion. Go ahead. Righteousness lodged in it. Go ahead. But now murderers? But now murderers. And I'm looking at my time. Is the time ticking away? It said he who hates his brother is a murderer. That's in First John. That if I have hatred, that grudge for a brother, I might as well be a murderer. If all I'm going to do is keep thinking about what I'm going through and how I'm being affected, and I'm not going to think about nobody else, and that pushes me. To, I'm I'm going to hold a grudge. In the eyes of Mosiah, that's you're a murderer. On a, a spiritual level, yes, but it got to the point where with us, even to a physical level, more of our people kill our own people than the nations do. Reading on. Con. Uh, Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 22 reads, Thy silver is become dross. Thy wine mixed with water. It says thy silver is become dross. All the money you stacking for you, in, in the eyes of Messiah, it doesn't lost that bling bling. When you do anything for money, that we do anything to eat, I'm going to get mine, and I'm going to destroy my own people, in the eyes of Mosai, all that money don't mean nothing. It's dry, it's dull. You're only stacking that for you. It's dross. And thy wine is mixed with water. When we go back and read Deuteronomy chapter 32, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cover this uh, in my next class on Monday. We're going to cover Deuteronomy chapter 32, and we're going to take a look at when the Mosai gave us the promised land. What were some of the things that he gave us in the promised land? And one of them was the blood of pure grapes. When you read the benefits of what it means to have the pure grape, it wasn't just talking about wine. It was talking about any of the juices, any of the, from all the fruit that we had in the promised land, the nutrients that were available to us from the orange trees, from the pomegranate trees, from the uh, uh, mango trees, from the fig trees, from the olive trees. It was pure. The stuff we drink now, the stuff that we consume now, come on, man, it's watered down. And we're thinking that the more I keep doing for me, but I'm keeping the law, then I'm in there. 
Reading on. Um, thy wine verse mixed, but verse twenty-three. Thy princes are rebellious, and the compa- and companions of thieves. Everyone loveth gifts, and followeth after rewards. Do you hear what the Most High saying? For all the washings that we that we've done, all the dipped in water that happened with the Israelites, for all the animals that got sacrificed, where was our mindset at? In our minds, we're still rebellious. In our minds, we're still companions of thieves. In our minds, everyone loves gifts and follows the rewards. I'm trying to get paid. Reading on. They judge not the fatherless, neither does the cause of the widow come unto them. That if we look at the literal context of somebody who's fatherless and a widow, they got no protection. The dad is not there. They have no help. But it says, this is what we as Israelites were doing in the promised land during this time. While we were still holding, doing water baptisms. While we were still sacrificing the animals. In our minds, though, we still weren't looking out for for the next person. We weren't putting others first. It was about greed. I got to do for me and mine. That's them. This is why, again, what is the, 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 the point of all the law? Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Every law is supposed to point us to that in that direction. But we didn't want to get there. It's a, no, okay, I washed myself. I got my fringes on. I've been through all the high holidays. But I'm not judging about the fatherless. Uh, the cause of the widow ain't coming nowhere to, to my mind because it's about me and mine. But this is, we always read it, Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9. There's nothing new under the sun. There is nothing, history repeats itself. From there, brother, let's go to Proverbs chapter 20, verse 13. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 13. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 13 <clears throat> reads, Whoso despiseth the word Proverbs shall be two, Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 13. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 13. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 13 reads, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. So just like Christ was telling the, the Pharisees and the, and the scribes during his time that you work so, you work so hard on the, trying to get the outside clean so that people can see you, that inside, you're full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. On the inside, we're still filthy. But I'm working hard to cover my sins, to make it appear like I'm righteous, to make it appear like I'm good, to make it appear like, look, I, I, I'm in this. But on the inside, none of the inside has been worked on. All the effort is on the outside, making sure the outside looks good. 
but I'm not working on any of my thoughts. The thoughts like judging for the fatherless, considering the cause of the, of the widow, relieving the oppressed, the ones I have a grudge against. Those thoughts don't come up, but we work on the outside. For like, and we only have like a minute left here. On the outside, I'm clean, like our forefathers did for over 1,500 years. From the time of Moses, we've had baptism and being washed and being clean, but all that did was clean the outside. All that did was clean the flesh. That did not clean our thoughts. That did not clean our thoughts. From there, let's go to Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 3. <clears throat> Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 3 reads, Therefore the showers have been withholden, and there have been no latter rain, and thou hast a whore's forehead. Thou refusest to be ashamed. Look at what the Most High is saying about the nation of Israel. In the midst of us doing all the washing and baptisms, in the midst of us, uh, from back then, killing all the animals. In the midst of all that, the most I'm saying, look, therefore, look, the showers have been withholding. If you consider the, the promised land being the land of milk and honey and how much vegetation is in the promise, being the most fertile land on the entire planet Earth, that obviously there would have to be rain to water everything. But the most I'm saying, look, if y'all going to keep like this, I'm not going to keep watering this garden. The Garden of Eden, forget that. Why am I going to keep, keep the rain coming so that y'all can stay the way y'all staying? You're not changing. Yes, you're getting washed. Yes, you're killing the animals. But inwardly, your thoughts are not changing. Therefore, the showers have been withholding. And there has been no latter rain. And all these things, when you consider agriculture, these things were necessary for our crops. These things were necessary to, in order to be able to make sure my family can eat, the nation of Israel can eat. Well, listen, I'm, while we were in our land, I'm cutting it off because y'all ain't getting right. You're still only thinking about yourselves. And he said, because of this, we have a whore's forehead. A whore will lay down with anybody for money. She's going to do whatever it takes to get that money to do for her. And the most I said, your for, our foreheads, our minds are like, in his, in his perspective, we are like a bunch of whores. And it says, we refuse to be ashamed. We refuse to feel embarrassed or wrong about what we do because it's how we feel. Brother Gabbard, I think we're going to end this one right here. Uh, what I almost said was, you know, uh, the, the saying, there's no shame in my game, right? There's no shame. 
that 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 is a lot of things we say. Right. There's no shame in in, in our game. But um, the thing is, in the understanding that uh, that I received from this class, it it actually hinges on uh, one more scripture, which is First Samuel uh, fifteen, chapter fifteen and verse twenty-two. Um, let's see, First Samuel fifteen, verse twenty-two where uh, I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, and Samuel said, have the most high or have the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And the reason why the understanding of this class hinges to me off of this scripture right here is because you've been going over how we kept the law, but we just kept doing the same thing over again and doing these sacrifices of, of these innocent animals over and over. Well, I'm keeping the law. I'm sacrificing, keeping the law. But what the Heavenly Father wanted us to pick up on is the obedience. Why don't you stop building your conscience, a conscience for what the, the Heavenly Father wants us to do in obedience? So this class actually hinges on being obedient is better than sacrifice. And to hearken to listen, to pay attention, than the fat of rams, than the blood and the fat of all of these sacrificial animals, meaning you're just not getting it. You're just not picking it up. To be obedient, stop doing what you're doing. And, and I know that, that, that that's like walking the tightrope right now, because with Israel, what do you mean be obedient? I sin. The law says, all I got to do, kill these animals, confess what I did, kill these animals, and go wash. I'm being obedient. What, what, what do you mean? I'm being obedient. The law says, if I sin... Confess my sin, give an offering, wash myself physically, I'm good. Man, God's a mystery. Man, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't understand why he's mad. God, didn't you say if I sinned? Kill an animal, kill some birds. That's what I did. And he said I was going to be unclean until the evening. I said I wouldn't wash myself, so I wouldn't wash myself. Then the next day I did it again. What's the problem? Did you say this? So 
you told me to kill the animals, but now you say don't kill the animals? I mean, what, which one is it, God? See, see, you get me confused. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was, it's easier. You know, if we go serve the God of Molech, all we can do is throw these kids up in the fire and, and done, and he gives us what we want. You were all this, oh, okay, do it this way, but don't really do it this way. Oh, that's confusing. With the moon goddess, all we can do is keep birthdays and light candles on a birthday cake so it illuminates like the moon, giving homage to the queen of heaven, which is the moon. And if I make a wish, it comes true. But with you, it, it, it's uh, which one is it, God? Damn, you're confusing. I don't want to lose point or, or get it to the point where now we're getting to the point where we think it's about, well, so do we have to keep the law or not keep the law? Yes, we have to keep the law. Not the law of sacrifice because Christ came and did away with that. We're supposed to have a conscience because an innocent man now came and shed his blood, and he only died once. There ain't no 10,000 or 10 million uh, crises like there's 10 million sheep and, and 20 million uh, goats and 100 million turtle doves. So I, I got a bank account. I got this backed up and stored up so I can keep doing it. No, Christ died once to shed his blood. That's supposed to mark our conscience. And innocent man now had to die because of my decision, because of my choices not to relieve the oppressed. Because of my choices, I'm not going to consider the fathers or the widows. I'm going to think about me, my come up. And I kept the law, so what's the problem? One for me, I'm sorry, one for you, two for me. Two for you, three for me. <laughs> three for you, four for me. <laughs> four for you, five for me. I'm, I'm, what? It's, it's more of one, one, one for, for you, one for me, two for, for, for you, one, two for me, three for you. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> for right, me. right. So you have you have three, but I have ten. <laughs> ten, ten, ten for you, Heavenly Father. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> on me. top of the on top of the nine that I already yeah. had. On top of the eight. That I already had. On top of the seven, I already had. On top of the six, I already had. On top of the five, I already had. On top of the four, I already had. On top of the three, on top of the two, on top of the one. So you got ten, but what is what the hell is that? I right. gotta get my calculator. <laughs> that's that's what thirty to really thirty to to one if you look at it from the odds. Is that what it is? Yeah, if you look at the if you look at the odds, it's one for ten, so it's it's three for thirty, small average. So for every three that we give to the heavenly Father, we expect twenty seven. <laughs> you, you know, right, in the law. right, right. <laughs> and I'm giving. So why are you tripping? 
and I'm keeping the law. We just don't get it, brothers and sisters. We just don't get it. Cool. So with that, I can't even find the calculators. I mean, that must be the time. But this is, uh, we are going to end this class uh, with this right here. And hopefully we might be able to uh, uh, continue next week uh, with Bonabaz, uh, uh Friday, night, Friday night Bible breakdowns with the brother Bonabaz, uh that uh, we can come in and, and get his perspective uh, and get uh, his years of experience and, and going over scriptures and counseling and helping people uh, that he'll be back again next Friday. Um, uh, most I say the same, most eyes will. Uh, so goodbye. Anything else, bro? Anything else? No, I, I think I think uh, we we covered we covered it because I know we could we could <laughs> we could do what a up to a, a seven parts at least a completed number of segments on on this match on baptism. But, uh, my 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 name is Mashaba, which does mean to draw out. Now we could get gangster and draw it out. I mean, <laughs> right, 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 right. We can get you some gangster shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can give you some but, priestly shit, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I, I think um, our our listeners should should be, you know, full, and I, I, I'm, I'm hoping they got great um, edification and understanding on on uh, the subject of baptism. Cool, 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 cool. All right, brothers and sisters. Uh, today is Friday night. We are in the Sabbath. Uh, please check out. Uh, there's so many YouTube uh, classes uh, going on tomorrow morning from ISBHBK um, San Antonio, ISBHBK Houston, and the big one, uh, ISBHBK Norfolk. That starts at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. Oh, and uh, uh, ISBHBK Rochester, uh, up there in Rochester. Um, you, uh, you can definitely tune in and check them out. And if you're on Facebook even, uh, I know you can check uh, the Israel School of Biblical History Practical Knowledge that they also throw the live Sabbath ceremony uh, on that as well. If you want to join in, uh, go, go through the, uh, the readings, go through the prayers, um, and get some great understanding, get some great edification as, as they just walk through the Bible. As they're just walking through the Bible, just getting the Bible read. All right? So with that, uh, my name is Mashado. My name is Gabar Kawas. And for ISBHBK Bible Talk, we would like to say shalom. Shema Yeah.